Hey everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hankwist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. We're here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. Each week, I'll be bringing you into the glimpse of the lives of other successful, busy, working parents who have also, through it all, somehow been able to make health and fitness a continuous staple in their lives. Today, I'm so excited to bring you our guest, Alyssa Harrington. She's a news anchor for our local Ford News Channel. She's been in Nebraska and in the news industry for over eight years. Alyssa and her husband, Brandon, have been married for over three years and together have two beautiful kiddos. Without further ado, let's welcome Alyssa. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you ready for this cold weather? No, not really. I'm not a winter girl, so I'm all about summer. That's my thing. Well, you're from North Dakota, so you're probably used to it. I know. About as used to cold as you can get. But yeah, yeah. I'm about as one of the cold places you can find. So yeah. I don't think you ever get fully used to it. I think I was like meant to live in California or something. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you on today. I can't wait to get started. Um, how was the news this morning? Very interesting. You know, it always seems to be something new, especially in this year of 2020. It's like nothing can seem to surprise you anymore, I feel like. So yeah, yeah I woke up to some breaking news about obviously President Trump and his wife, first lady testing positive for COVID. So I was yep. like, all right, here yep. we go again. Just Another day of 2020 COVID life, I guess. <laughs> totally. Yeah. If you guys are listening to this in the future, it is sep- actually it's October 2nd, 2020 right now. So mm-hmm. just right before the presidential election and President Trump and Melania just came down with COVID. So that's where we're at today. Um, I am so excited to talk with Alyssa today. She um, actually a little fun tidbit about her. is She actually just competed in the Miss Mrs. Nebraska pageant. Mm-hmm, uh, so you yeah. currently hold the title of Mrs. Central Nebraska, right? Well, not anymore. I did okay. for about a year. So that gotcha. concluded at the very end of, of August. So. August. Okay. Yes. So just recently then. Yes. Okay. So yep. how, how was this Miss Nebraska pageant? How, like, what made you decide to do all of this? Because obviously you're busy. You're a busy working mom. That yeah. must take a ton of extra time. So tell me about that. So kind of part of it was just through people that I know that had been a part of the organization or within pageants themselves um, and knew that I had done some pageants in the past. She had been yeah, like that's 13 right, you, years. You did it before, like when you <laughs> mm-hmm. were younger, right? Yep. Um, I did Miss North Dakota uh, my freshman year of college. Okay. So it was quite a while ago. Like we're talking 13 years. Um, but It doesn't seem work, like that long, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Through, through work, um, I uh, would interview people. So I interview people all the time through work and have made various connections. Um, so Miss Kool-Aid Days is one that happens every oh, year cool. normally. Yeah. Uh, this year they didn't have the pageant, but normally um, and it's a part of the Miss Nebraska uh, America organization. And so um, the organizer, I interview her for every Kool-Aid Days anyway. And so she's okay. kind of on my on my back kind of about, you know, you should really think about running. And she knew I had some experience and I judged the Miss Kool-Aid Days pageant a couple of years prior. Okay. And so she was kind of in my ear about it. And 
I just had a baby. So I thought about this year. Then the next year was kind of the same talks. And then I know a former Mrs. Nebraska, Sherry Ellsworth, and she was saying something to me about it. And I was kind of looking into it. And I said, you know, I'm just going to have more and more excuses to not do it because really I did want to do it, but it's just a matter of doing it, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and and all the prep. I think you bring up such a good point in general is that it's never the right time for any of these goals that we may Mm -hmm. have. Right. Right. We're always going to have an excuse for anything. And my husband was supportive of me doing it. And kind of a big part of it for me was I wanted to secure donations and sponsors because I mean, it's, it's a lot of money to compete for anything like that. And so I didn't want it to be coming directly out of our account. That just wasn't something I was comfortable doing. So I kind of wanted to make sure that I was able to financially do it in the way that I wanted to. And once I kind of had that piece in order and my husband was on board, I was like, okay, now or never. So (laughs) that spousal support is huge. I know like with my bodybuilding competing, it's like, if I didn't have my husband's support, I wouldn't, there's no way I would do it. It's just, no, I mean, yeah, you just, you can't without that support. And so it means so much when you do have that kind of support, when your spouse or your partner or whoever, you know, really supports what you're doing and wants the best for you. And so it's, yeah, it's just awesome. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love it. I just looked at you like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. You just did absolutely amazing and you did really well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I took home overall in evening gown and swimsuit. So I was, I was pretty excited about that and made top five. So I was pretty excited. You guys, this girl is a bombshell. You have to seriously look her up. We'll talk about (laughs) all those details later. Well, as you know, this podcast is really to, um, you know, enlighten people about what other successful, busy, working parents are doing to make health and fitness a priority still in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, there, I know so many people, myself included, where you find yourself one day like, what the hell am I doing? I am not this person that can't get off the couch, that can't hit my goal. That's not me. And you mm-hmm. just you have to finally make that decision to start doing it and start going after it. Right. So that kind of brings me to, you know, our first question, what is the one thing, you know, outside of kids and family, like obviously those are huge accomplishments for us, but outside of that, what's the one thing that you've accomplished that you're the most proud of? I would definitely have to say becoming a a full-time news anchor that had been my dream since I was a kid. And there were a lot of ups and downs and obstacles getting to where I finally kind of met my place at local four. Um, Summer of 2017 was when I started working at local four. So just over three years ago. And that's when I started full-time working as a news anchor before that for five years prior, I was a full-time reporter, but with always with aspirations and I'd been filling in anchoring and it just never happened. Okay. I think it was the wrong, wasn't ever just the right location for me in the right situation. And so I really found a family at local four. They trusted me and wanted me as that piece of their puzzle. And I felt completely at home and just, it's been awesome. Really. The last few years has been so great. And so that's really Outside of family, outside of kids, that has been my greatest accomplishment for sure. And, you know, like I said, I had a lot of, I mean, I think going into news in general was hard to get into to begin with for me. I kind of had ups and downs um, 
with my education. And then when it came to actually looking for jobs, I applied for almost a hundred jobs all over the country probably. And so it was at two different times I started and then I went on and did some other things, kind of stopped for a little bit. And then I started back up again about a year later, gave myself some time, redid my demo reel and all this stuff. Um, I just kind of thought, is this really what my life is going to be? Am I good enough? I didn't feel like I was. So So I kind of always had that in the back of my head. syndrome going on. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I was capable, but I didn't feel like anybody else saw that in me. And so it was just a matter of getting my foot in the door. And so I just kept going and going and going at it. And that's what I did. I got my foot in the door at a local station here in central Nebraska about eight years ago now. And so it's just kind of been from there. But like I said, I still had doors closing me after that because I, because I really knew I wanted to anchor, but I didn't always feel like the person on the other side thought that for me or that it was the right time for me. So I had to make those moves kind of on my own and they did fall into place eventually. But at the same time, at times I was wondering is this ever going to happen? So, so I find that so interesting that you, you're this absolutely beautiful, amazing, successful individual. You of all people did not think that you were good enough to do this. I just think that is a, a really great um, lesson for our listeners to take away that you might not think that you're good enough, but that is just that little imposter syndrome that we all have. Even people that we look up to like crazy have that imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome and you really just have to get over it and persist and keep trying. You know, I don't know if it's, if it's our culture that in ways is just kind of fighting against us or, or why that is, or why so many of us have that, because it is true. So many of us and whether people know it or not, you know, you might be hiding it under a smile or, you know, this other facade or what have you, but it is so true. It seems more and more, I find that people are so in self-doubt of themselves and it it, it is difficult to get over. And a lot of times, you know, people, it seems society wants to see you fail rather than to rise up. Maybe that's a big part of it. I don't know. (laughs) I know. I know. I know all about that. (laughs) So speaking of failure, what is the one failure that you've experienced? Or, you know, it could even be like an aha moment or, you know, something like that. Like, what is that moment? And then two, what did you learn from that? Oh, let's see. I've had quite a few of those. I think a lot of it has been an accumulation, just kind of like I said, a lot of things that don't fall into place. You kind of work towards something and it doesn't happen for you. You know, you know, you're going for a certain job and it doesn't happen. That's some things. Um, when I look back, I, I wish I would have taken at times cared more about like my grades, something like that. Okay. That when you, when I look back on it now, I'm like, I could have tried so much harder. I just kind of got by in a lot of ways. And there were other things going on in my life that probably were kind of other reasons for that being the case that I wasn't um, directly kind of dealing with. But so that's one thing. And just, I, I just, a lot of the, the different times when I think about, you know, if I didn't get a job or um, didn't, let's see, like Miss North Dakota, didn't do as well as I wanted to, or things like that, that just kind of made me that much more determined, I guess. So it's kind of an accumulation of things like that. I can't think of, I can't really pinpoint one exact thing that, that really changed everything for me, but it's just been throughout, I think the course of 
a lot of years, it's the accumulation of a lot of different things and just learning from those situations and growing from them, I think has been a big part of it for me. From basically like being let down or being torn down, you just gained strength and momentum. It sounds like from all of those experiences. Yeah. I think, I think resilience is a big part of it. Um, you know, and I, I kind of grew up with that in the back of my head. I, I had a father that had a lot of struggles through his life growing up. And so seeing that and, and so, and that, and that did have direct impacts on, on our family life and on, on my siblings and I. And so I think that's just was kind of always been my mentality to bounce back. And so really I've, I've been that. down, but I've not let it get me down. totally. Yeah. So I have this saying that I say all the time and it's like, I'm going to pout about it for a minute because I'm pissed and I'm upset and I'm going to let myself feel it, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to get back up. We're going to figure it out. We're going to put on our big girl panties and we're going to get back to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because that is true. You should allow yourself that grief and especially like when I didn't win Mrs. Nebraska. Okay. Of course I was disappointed. Of course I went in wanting to win. I went in to win and I put a lot of time and effort into it. And so of course you're disappointed. I, I felt, you know, I did, but then you're, you're obviously thinking and looking at every little thing that you did yeah. and what could have I done differently here, here and there. And you give, I gave myself a couple of days to kind of have the pageant yeah. hangover and grieve Ooh. over it. Yes. The pageant hangover. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you could look at, you know, obviously you've got to feel that it's a disappointment. It's a grief almost. You've got to feel it, but then you learn from it. Okay. Well, what did I learn from this experience? What did I gain from this experience? What strengths did I earn from going through that experience? Because oh, for sure you know, we all learn. So I just literally spilled my coffee. We all learn <laughs> from, from all of those failures and letdowns. Um, with that being said, what, I guess, what piece of advice would you give to, you know, other super busy people out there that are parents that are working, that are trying to do all of these things? What is like one piece of advice that has helped you stay the course that you could give to our listeners out there? You know, I try and go easy on myself as much as I can. Give myself some grace. I would say give yourself some grace and and not be so hard on yourself. I feel like we are very hard on ourselves. Sometimes what gets in the way, I feel like, of people's goals is being hard on themselves. They missed a day of working out or, or whatever the case. And so they are done giving up or, you know, they didn't win the top title that they wanted. So they're done. They give up. Yes. I say, let yourself have some grace and that's okay. I mean, we're not perfect. We can't do it all. We're not going to be the perfect mom or the perfect person all the time. And that's another thing. It's like, we see all these social media and outside things, the internet, you know, it, it, that's exactly so much of what we see. It's kind of a facade in a way. Everybody wants to put their best face, their best foot forward on social media. So we see so much of that. So I feel like we're just so critical of ourselves. And I think just like taking a little bit of that out in a way can really help people. I think you make such a good point there. Like I have always said that, you know, if you slash one tire, if you have a flat tire, are you going to slash all the other three? No, you're going to change that one and you're going to move on. But in our own lives, yeah, if I, you know, screwed up on my diet this weekend and didn't work out, okay, am I going to let that happen Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday? No, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to figure it out. It Mm -hmm. happened. Move on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
Um, okay. So if you could, okay. So you said, you know, your grades, you wish you could have maybe put a little more effort into there. Is that <laughs> yeah. like, if you could go back to the beginning of your journey, you know, what is one thing that you would have done differently, you know, looking back at it now? Hmm. I think, well, like I said, maybe try it a little bit harder. Um, you know, I would just say, I kind of go back on not to worry so much. I think I worried a lot about what things are going to look like five, 10, 15 years down the road for me. Um, and I think just trusting myself and trusting my path because I had a lot of concerns and fears about that. And I think rightfully so, you know, I was kind of all over the place for a while with school and thinking, okay, this, I can't let this happen. I have to have this piece in order to get here. And then when things weren't going well with trying to get a job, you know, obviously, but keep pushing forward. But to just, for me, it would have been more to just trust my path. I, I always, something I think back on, or I think to myself, if I could go back to myself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, something like that, where I was kind of in a struggling point, I would just smile at myself and just say, everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Stop worrying. Mm -hmm. You know, I really, I really wish I would have just kind of enjoyed the moments more. So do you feel like you do that now? You know what I mean? Or are you still worrying about 10 to 15 years from now? I really don't. I really don't. I don't worry. Um, I'm assuming my life will be in news, but at the same time, I know life is ever changing and you never know where it might lead you. So I really don't think about it too much, to be honest. Good. Um, I'm just kind of trying to, like I said, enjoy the path and enjoy the ride. So enjoy the time that I have now where I'm at now, because whenever we seem to look back five years ago, four four years ago, I look back on pictures from my daughter when she was a baby and my son two years ago when he was a baby and think, I miss those. So I'm trying to just enjoy the in the moment now and not look too far ahead, still have goals, but not be too focused on the future. You know, I think that's one thing that we can all take away as parents is because I've done it too. And and I think that, you know, I sometimes struggle having a 15-year-old and a four-year-old all at the yeah, same I time. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Such complete ends of the spectrum. But yet what that has taught me though is that that 15 years has flown by in the blink of an eye. And oh, yeah. it has really allowed me to really enjoy these stages with my now four-year-old that it's going to go so quick. We've got to enjoy every minute. And so I totally yeah. agree with you. That does kind of make you slow down a little bit and realize how quickly those times are going to fly, especially mm-hmm. I think goal oriented people with professional ambitions, you know, and with a lot of goals, um, we can sometimes let things fly by in the blink of an eye without taking a minute. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what do you think? So in your opinion, what does success mean to you? Oh, let's see. I I see so many different pieces of success, or we all do. To me, really, when I think of success personally, it's happiness and feeling complete in a lot of ways. That's that's really what it comes down to for me. I mean, I feel like I'm 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 happy and I'm successful job wise, but I mean, there could always I could always be at a bigger station, a bigger market, making more money, and all this and that. But at the end of the day, really want to be happy and healthy. And I feel like I'm that. And so that for me is success. And so I'm feeling quite successful in that right now. I feel very happy and 
grateful for what I have and who I have. So I'm where I'm at. So I feel like that's a big part of it. Sometimes just taking in just the happiness of life is, is something to be happy for and is a success in itself. Yeah. So, and I totally agree. So I once listened to a speaker who had a really good point. He said that we all live. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the absolute most happy one being totally miserable. We all live around a six or a seven. And when we get to where, let's say we got a new house or we got the job that we Mm -hmm. want, or we got a new car, we're at a 10 for that period of time. Mm-hmm. But then we always come back down to that six or seven. And so that I think, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's something that I always think about like, okay, yeah, that's going to feel really good for a minute, but is that going to make me happy for the long haul? Am, am I going to mm-hmm. be happy when I come back down to that six or seven? Am I going to be happy right. with a $600 a month car payment after I have had that new car for a year? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so it's funny that you say that. Because when we, when we talk about, you know, our successes and yes, obviously my job, you know, is my dream job, but you're right. I mean, it does, I sometimes have to bring myself back down and remind myself because we we look at, like I said, I'm not in the top 10 market, but I'm still doing what I've always dreamed of doing and love. And so 10 years ago, Alyssa would have been like, hello, what are you doing? You're crazy. How are you not just jumping up and down over the moon? So sometimes you know, and, and again, I think it's just the way of our culture and our society and outside factors that we see. It's like, we're, we're always trying, nothing's ever quite good enough. You know, it seems like we're always trying to, and so it's just trying to be happy with what you have and who you have. Sometimes just making the best out of that, I think can really well, be I like big. To look at it as like content, but not stuck. You know what I mean? Like, right. content, but like still striving for more, but also content where you're at. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, with being content. People, I feel like it gets kind of a negative undertone to it. Right. Yeah. And I guess I don't really know why. I mean, there's nothing, I mean, it's important to have goals, but Mm -hmm. being happy and content with where you are in life, there's nothing wrong with that either. That's good. (laughs) And I think that's such a good point, especially for our listeners to hear, because I feel like a lot of people don't think they are good enough. They aren't good enough for, you know, this or that because they're being complacent. And, and I think it's really Mm -hmm. important for us to realize like contentment does not necessarily mean stagnant, you know, contentment, striving for more, but still be completely happy with where you are. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of, of the news industry. Um, when I moved to Nebraska, I thought maybe I'd be here for a year or two, then on to the next. And it's always, and you see it a lot. You'll see it at, at my station and other stations, like my size, like our size market, a lot of maybe the reporters there for a couple of years or anchor right. meteorologists, then they're, they're gone to the next. And there is a lot of that, that, that set, you know, they can't be in one place or content for, they've got a goal to get to. And maybe a lot of them do come from bigger cities and they might want to get back home. And so you kind of have to climb that ladder. But I also tell them, you know, don't have this necessarily, you know, zoomed in one idea of how everything's going to be. Because I thought that as well. And then lo and behold, I met somebody and it totally totally changed. (laughs) But sometimes, I mean, and I'm, i strongly believe that I made the right decision there. I mean, 100%, I chose happiness over career and I was able to balance the two and make, make a life out of it and, and make happiness out of of the both. I mean, I didn't end up, 
I didn't even know where I wanted to really end up anyway. Yeah. I was yeah. in Omaha for a while and that was nice, but it wasn't exactly what I, I thought a bigger city was going to be all this and that. And it didn't really pan out the way I kind of envisioned it, but I don't know. So yeah, you just, you never know, but I just say, don't, yeah, get so, I don't know, tractor beamed in on just like one idea. Yeah. Yep. Keep an open mind sometimes. Yeah. It's important. So what are the, some of the biggest resources that have helped you, um, you know, keep you, obviously you're fit, you, um, I mean, obviously you look great, but what has helped you stay on track with that? What are some resources that you utilize? You know, I, I like to kind of mix it up. That's kind of, I came from, I, growing up, I was a gymnast and a dancer and did some other, I was in all kinds of sports, softball, um, soccer, but I really stuck with dance all the way through. I danced, um, in college. Um, so that was, I mean, constant, I was constantly dancing and that's still like one of my favorite forms of exercise is dance really. So, um, yeah, sometimes that's that's kind of where the school stuff kind of took a backseat was to dance. And my parents were telling ah. me, you're not going to school to dance, Alyssa. You're not going to school to dance. I know, I know. But I was, you know, it, we were a high caliber dance team. So, I mean, I had to keep up. It was everything I loved at the time. And so, so anyway, dance is a huge part. And um, I was, I've tried, let's see, aerial yoga, had fun with that. Yeah, had that was- time together. Mine I was doing that for a while. And part. <laughs> Dangling <laughs> upside down. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, you know, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. Oh, it was and so it fun. Fits in with like my dance scheme in, in a lot of ways, you can, you can really do aerial dancing. Um, yeah. And so... Just to give you guys a background, this girl and I went to, I've never gone to this before, but there's this thing called aerial yoga, if you haven't tried it, and you're literally like dangling from, what do you call that? What do you call that? From a silk rope, basically. Yeah, from the ceiling, and you're Mm -hmm. like, she looked gorgeous. I looked like a like (laughs) bird or something, but. No, you did good, you did good. (laughs) But it was an absolute blast. I think it's so fun to get outside of your comfort zone, try new things. So much fun. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I, I like, I like doing different things. I like trying different things. I have an active husband that kind of keeps me on track as well. He's yeah. fitness. I mean, he's not like a fitness whatever, but I mean, he's a, he does strength training and PE at school and he's a track and football coach and fitness is just kind of part of his life since he was a kid as well. So, um, yeah, so he kind of keeps me on track as well. Not that he's forcing me to do anything by any means, but But you know, his activeness keeps me wanting to be active. Yeah. It's good that I think you bring up a good point. It's so good to have a significant other that, you know, I mean, if he was just like a couch potato and never wanted to do anything, it kind of, it wouldn't work. You know, you would just be like, Hey, let's shake it up here. Let's go do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we're pretty on, on page in a lot of ways like that. Um, we both like to be active and do things. So like, we're not necessarily, we don't necessarily like to do the same things activity wise when it comes to going to go to aerial yoga. Yeah, no. And I don't really feel like walking <laughs> seven miles out in a field to look for deer or whatever, <laughs> or play football or right. Right. Yeah, totally. But, totally. <laughs> and, and I mean, I do, 
a lot of times like I'll get more on track with my fitness and when I've got something going on with either I'm getting ready for a pageant or getting ready for a wedding that I'm going to be in or my own wedding or, you know, going to Las Vegas or going to be in a swimsuit for a long time yeah. on a trip sure. or something. Those kind of things motivate me to like keep on track because yep. I'll admit I get off track and I'm lucky enough that I'm and just in general, my whole life have been able to be a pretty fitness or fit. And I don't know, just sort of not that I don't have to try, but I mean, I just am kind of just an active person in general. And if yeah. I haven't had any injuries or anything like that, that have changed anything. So I've been able to maintain an active lifestyle luckily. So, um, it's been pretty easy for me to get back on the bandwagon once I fall off. <laughs> Well, and I think you bring up a good point though. Even like those of us that look super fit and whatnot, we all get off track and it happens literally to everyone, unless maybe you're like mm-hmm. a professional athlete, but every normal human being gets off track at one, yeah. point, one point or another. And I think the most important thing to take away from that is that you just don't let it get too far. You know, you always, like I said, you don't slash the other three tires. You just get back right. to it. You don't punish yourself with doing extra cardio or starving yourself for the week because you overdid it. No, you mm-hmm. just get right back to the consistency. Yeah. That was something that I kind of, after pageant, I think part of it was just like, letting myself kind of heal from, you know, just the disappointment, that kind of thing. I just gave myself some time to take away. I said, you know what, I'm just going to give myself a little space here, a little me time just yep. to decompress and just kind of let it all go. And so, and I, I was fine with that. I didn't have a problem with doing that. And I don't have a problem with doing that. But yeah, like you said, you know, the, the older we get and the further we go, the harder it is. Yeah, I know that. And so I think it's important to be able to constantly try and maintain some kind of fitness level, or at least some kind of overall health, I think it's important. Yeah, I totally agree. So final question. Um, a lot of our listeners love to hear like how people do it. Like, so walk us through what a typical day in the life looks like for you. What's your daily routine? You know, your non-negotiables. What does that look like for you? Well, um, I have to get up at about three 30 in the morning. Um, oh, and, and not to interrupt, but just a little background here. She's a news anchor at the, what, five o'clock news, six o'clock news. Yeah. So five and six in the morning. So we go from five to 7 a.m. So okay, five so to 7 her routine so two is hours. not going to be totally normal, but her no. routine for her, you know, and here is a girl that has to be at work by what time? By four o'clock. By four o'clock. So yeah, in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, she has so to be by four o'clock a.m. <laughs> Yeah. So depending a normal day, I'm either up between three and three 30 in the morning. And, um, so that right there is a huge change to your lifestyle and to your schedule. I've eventually gotten used to it. Yeah. I've eventually gotten used to it. Um, so because of that, um, I'm at work until about 1230. My eating habits are kind of strange during those times, but I make sure to get in breakfast somewhere. And then I always non-negotiable, always am eating lunch after work. Mm-hmm. So I have around one o'clock or something like that. I'll have like my lunch meal for the day. Um, but another thing I have to always get in every day because of my early schedule is a nap. I have to give time for myself to rest yes. because I have two little kids and a husband and I don't go to bed until about 1030 at night. Yep. So when you go to bed at 1030 and wake up at 330, that's not a lot of time to sleep. 
So I definitely need to get in a daily nap for myself. And so between that nap and getting the kids, I also try and get in a little me time, whether that just be maybe decompressing on the couch, whether it's going to work out, um, something like that, getting groceries, running errands by myself without having the kids along with me. (laughs) I normally do some of those things in the afternoon before I go and get the kids at about that four or five o'clock time time zone with the kids. And every, every evening we have dinner together. So that's another non-negotiable spending time with my family in the evening. So those are, those are kind of like my points during the week anyway. (laughs) You know, people that bring like their three kids to the grocery store and you're just like, you are nuts. (laughs) I did that. I brought my two kids yesterday and it went all right, but it was, I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I do this to myself? (laughs) (laughs) I've done it too, but it's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of nice when we couldn't bring anybody to the store right. for like those yeah. five months or whatever it was. It was like, oh, nobody had this, us at home with the, Yeah, <laughs> only one person allowed in the grocery store. It's like, right. oh shoot, I have I to go that by should myself. Be a rule anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. It was not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But I think you bring up some huge points. And number one is rest and self care. I think a lot of people think have this idea in their minds that successful people run themselves ragged, have this all in like one step further mentality. And that's not Mm -hmm. really what it is. I think they really have like this more like 1% mentality. Like I just have to do, you know, be consistent every single day. And those little 1% add up to a lot. So Mm -hmm. self care and rest is huge. And then, you know, like you said, getting your food in so many people do not eat enough food. They don't think they need to, or they need to starve themselves. If you don't have energy, you don't perform. Your brain is foggy. So nutrition and rest is humongous. Yep, definitely. I, some, and I, I've been there where I definitely run myself and normally my husband catches it before I do luckily for Uh, him because you need to be sleeping more. So, because there are some weeks where it's busy or crazy, especially before pandemic. Um, with work, we do a lot of community outreach. And so um, I'll go to events and this, that, and the other. And especially with the pageant, I was doing a lot of other activities as well, going to schools, reading to classes, doing more volunteer work than I was already doing. And it was spreading myself thin, but I thought I could do this for, it's, it definitely wasn't something that I could maintain long-term. So because it is so important to, for me to get in rest when I can, because just my schedule is, it is kind of a broken up kind of sleep, sleep cycle in a way. But otherwise I would be sick if I didn't sleep enough. So he'll a lot of times be like, okay, and I'll, I'll catch myself at the end of the week. I'll just be dead. And it's like, oh, I definitely didn't get in enough rest this week. That's for sure. And so I've got to do something different so, next week. Isn't it so interesting how our spouse sees that before we do? Because I think, uh, you know, and, and I don't know if it's a, it's, if it's a female thing, but we're always giving, you know, we're giving to our mm-hmm. husband, we're giving to our kids, we're giving to, you know, people at work, we're giving to our friends. Like we just want to give, but sometimes we do need that outside voice to, Hey, say, Hey, you know, yeah. slow down a little bit. Yeah, I agree completely. So it is, it is good to have. And then I'm always, you kind of fight it, but it's like, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. <laughs> I do need some rest and some food. Mm-hmm. I get hangry. So I don't know if you're that way, but uh, depends, depends. 
Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, I so appreciate you being on the podcast today. You, um, you know, have brought up so many great tips and points, and I think our listeners could really learn a ton Um, just from the little bit that you shared today. It it was really amazing to have you on. I appreciate it. Where can our listeners um, find you online? Sure. Well, for starters, I just want to say thank you as well. This was a lot of fun. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast and thinking of me. I hope I can help somebody out there. Um, you can find me. One of my biggest platforms is on Facebook, okay. um, my local forum. So if you search Alyssa Harrington local four, you'll find my news Facebook page. It'll have the little blue check mark on it. You can also search me that way on Twitter. There's also a little blue verified check mark on there. I'm also on Instagram. So on Twitter, I'm at Alyssa Local 4. On uh, Facebook, it would just be Alyssa Harrington Local 4. And then on Twitter, Alyssa underscore Harrington underscore news. So Okay, I'll put <laughs> that all information. If you just search my name, <laughs> Alyssa Harrington Local 4, you'll find me. I'll put the information in the show notes so that you guys can um, can see it, how her name is spelled and all that stuff. But yes. um, thank you again so much for being on. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any other social media platform so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but each step attainable.